Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The question last week centered around what does a day look like when God says to us, well done? Today, our question is, how do we see those whom we have been asked to lead? This is the second episode of a five-part series titled, Men from the Arena. Our guest today is Phil Olson, the president of Know Your Strengths, a full-service firm he founded in 2002, which specializes in assessing human capabilities and matching talents with tasks. Recognized as being one of the top five companies in global performance with their assessment tools. Phil was an All-State and All-American at Logan High School in Utah. He was also a consensus two-time football All-American at Utah State University, the fourth pick in the first round of the 1970 NFL Draft, and a nine-year pro football veteran. Phil was inducted in the State of Utah Hall of Fame in 1985, and he is also a member of the Utah State University Hall of Fame. He was recognized by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 athletes of the century from the state of Utah. Walk on the field when we kicked the ball off, and I would walk off the field when the game was over, having played every play on offense, every play on defense, and every special team. But I loved the game of football and uh, loved the game of, of basketball. I loved baseball. You know, I threw the shot and threw the discus. So I was very, you know, I was a, I was an athlete. But as I think back on my career, I would, I would say that, you know, I lived every young athlete's dream. And I also lived every athlete's nightmare in that uh, having to suffer some injuries later in my career that really put my career in jeopardy. And uh, having to undergo three knee surgeries and elbow surgery and shoulder surgery and, uh, you know, all, all the things that go along with playing this very intensely competitive game of, of professional football. And I learned not as much from the successes that I had, but I think from the difficulties that I faced and had to overcome and the, and the, the you know, the injuries and the challenges. And, you know, so I think that God uses uh, sports in our lives to uh, to grow us up. I mean, to develop us, to prepare us for the rest of our lives. And uh, as we talked about earlier, God has a plan for each one of us. And I think that God has to get our attention first. It was through the injuries where I came to realize that that I that I wasn't God. I mean, I thought I thought that I could do anything I wanted to do. I didn't know God. I didn't need God. I thought I was God. And God had to show me that that He is God and I am not. And He did that by putting me flat on my back in a hospital bed with a cast on my leg from my uh, toes to my hip. God used my experiences as an athlete to prepare me for the real work that He wanted me to do later on. Go back to what you were saying about what makes a coach a coach. I think that uh, any athlete who has ever had the opportunity to play uh, sports, they know exactly what we are talking about when we talk about what does a coach uh, really look like? Who is a coach? And and what are the attributes of a coach that really stand out? And I think that one of the things that, as I think back on my uh, career in sports, and I'm sure it would be the same for you as we think about people that have had 
profound impact in our lives. It's the, the names of coaches that come right to the top of the list for me. And, and those were not always the, the great coaches either. Those were some of those uh, coaches had the ability to see a player as they were and to coach that player as they were, but they didn't have the ability to develop the player. The great coach that, that uh, you and I have had in our lives, and there have been very few in my own, but the, the greatest coaches are those who have the ability to see a player not as they are, but as they can become. And then to help that player understand the potential that, that they have, and then to help that player build a program that will allow them to get from where they are to where they are capable of going. And when you see it happen, or when it happens to you, it is uh, a transformational experience. So as I, I mentioned earlier, I've had the opportunity to play for a couple of uh, great coaches in my, my life. And uh, one of them, you know, Chuck Knox, was my coach with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he, was the, he was the best coach that I ever played for in any sport at, at any level. You know, I, I also had the opportunity to play for, I played college basketball for Dale Brown, who was the, the legendary coach from LSU. I played on the first college team he ever coached at Utah State before he went to LSU. And it was just, it was an extraordinary time in my life. I was a young guy, you know, uh, 18, 19 years old. And, and being able to have an experience like that uh, had a profound impact on me for the rest of my life. And uh, Coach Brown and I remain close friends to this day. The other coach that I talked about, Chuck Knox, was absolutely spectacular in his ability to to see players as not only as they were, but as they could become, and to helping them to to step up uh, and to be able to expand their abilities and and to to grow in their in their potential to become the best player that they could possibly possibly be. And you know, he was the best coach, as I mentioned, at any, at, at any level of any sport that, that I played uh, for during my career. And he's a coach that I, I really believe belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not, not just for his record, uh, but just for the impact that he had on, on so many of his players. He had the ability to connect with his players in a way that, that was very unusual. He could watch a football game and, and see 11 players and be able to to critique 11 players at the same time. I don't know how he was able to do that, but it was absolutely remarkable. When you come off the field, you would get instant feedback from him as to what he saw that that he really liked or what he saw that he wanted you to do differently next time. I mean, he was just an incredibly positive. He set the bar very high for performance, but he was very positive in his ability to encourage and motivate. He expected a lot, and he demanded a lot of us. I mean, he was all about thorough preparation and keeping proper focus. He talked about fine focus versus space focus. You know, he, he talked about the importance of doing the little things right, doing the little things well. You know, he, he believed in, in what he called the, the six Ps about perfect practice prevents piss poor performance. And so he was always driving us to to, to do the things in practice that, that we wanted that he wanted to see us do in the games. And uh, he was always trying to convince us that we were tougher, smarter, and better conditioned than our, than our opponents. And that's what it was that was going to take us on to, uh, to victory. But one of the things that was unusual about him, Brad, is that 
uh, every year they would bring in 150 players for 45 jobs. And there was, you could imagine the scramble that took place just to make the team. And once the team was determined, Coach Knox would bring in every player that was on the roster for that team. And he would sit us down and have a conversation with us, lay out the role that he had for for each of us to help us understand why he picked us to be on this team. What is the role that I have for you? What are the strengths that I see in you? What are the things that I expect from you? And, you know, I, I will never forget that about him because he was so positive in how he interacted with us, but he set the bar so high and he helped us to get to where we were capable of, of going. So that's something that always impressed me about, about Coach Knott. So tell me about John Wooden. How well did you know him? Well, one of the most inspirational days of my life was uh, the day that I got to spend with legendary college basketball coach John Wooden. Just a remarkable individual. Everything you've read about him is true. You've read his books. You've read his quotes. You understand a lot about him. We've talked about what a what a true coach is, a real coach, having the ability to see players as they can be and then helping those players to, to get where they're capable of going. Well, that was John Wooden. I think I'd mentioned to you earlier that I played college basketball for Dale Brown, who was a great legendary LSU coach. Coach Brown gave me a, a, a telephone number to, to call. And so so we were were able to work out a date and spend uh, a, a day with Coach Wooden. During our time together, I I asked him a, a lot of questions about his leadership philosophy. I asked him about his heroes. I asked him about the impact that he'd had on the, the young men that had played for him, the the values that drove every part of his rich and accomplished life. And it was really interesting to, to get some perspective from him because a lot of people, they only know the, the romanticized version uh, of a coach's life. They don't realize all the difficulties and all the, the obstacles and everything that they had uh, had to overcome. And, you know, he shared a lot about the fact that, that he struggled in his early years at UCLA. He, in fact, he was there for, a lot of people don't realize this, he was at UCLA for 15 years before he won his first national championship title. And a lot of people just think he automatically won, it, won things every year. Well, he was there for 15 years and struggled during those 15 years but he had the support of the people around him because they believed in the mission that he had set. And he, they, they believed in what he was trying to do and building up these, these, these athletes. Every time I'd ask him questions that were basketball related, and then he would remind me that it's not about basketball. He'd say, Phil, it's not about basketball. He said, it's about developing character in people so that they can be the person that God has created them to be. He said it's about people becoming better members of the human race. It's helping them to be better husbands and better mothers and better sisters and better fathers. This is what motivated him. This is why he was coaching, because it was for him, it was all about the impact that he was having on these young men. One of the things that was interesting to me and was hearing him talk about how he picked who got to play and who didn't. And he told me this is the most difficult decision that a coach has to make. 
who gets to play and who doesn't. For him, it was all about team. It was all about making sure that you had the right people on the court. And talent is, you know, certainly one consideration, but he told me that he he said, I don't remember ever having my five best players on the court at the same time. And when I asked him why, he said, because they wouldn't play well together. He said, talent matters, but attitude, servant leadership, and self-sacrifice are the things that get top belly with me. He was very adamant about the fact that he wanted a, a team atmosphere. And, you know, on the first day of practice every season, he would tell every member of the team, if you're willing to give everything you have to help this team be successful, you'll be on the court playing. If that's difficult for you, you'll be on the bench next to me watching this game. So. He was a man that was convicted of living by his principles. He was a he was a man that that didn't uh, change uh, the rules to accommodate any of the players. But then uh, he opened the drawer, uh, the top. He had a roll top desk. He opened this top drawer in his roll top desk, and he and he took something out, and he and he had it in his hand, and he opened his, his hand, and it was a small uh, ivory cross. And he said that this this is a cross that he had carried with him in his hand in every basketball game that he had ever coached from high school through his entire career at UCLA. And he said, you know, a lot of people remember the the, the pictures of me on the sideline, and you'll remember that in his right hand he typically had a, a rolled up game program. But in his left hand, clutched in his left hand for all of those games was this cross that he carried with him. And he said he he carried that cross with him to remind him that it was the cross of Jesus Christ that led him every day of his life, that it was the cross of Jesus Christ that gave him the strength he needed to do the things that he needed to do throughout his coaching career. So, you know, I this is, as I mentioned earlier, one of the most memorable days of, of my life, spending time with, with a 97-year-old coach, uh, a man who, who had had a historic career noted for its impact. He lived another two years. He passed away at, at 99. But as we talk about impact, you know, the, the, the ripples of Coach Wooden's life are really impossible to, to fully measure because not only were it was it the thousands of players that came through his program, but it's all the people that that watched him, that observed him, all the people that have impacted, been impacted through his writings, through his speeches, through the stories that his players have told about him. And so I I count it as one of my greatest privileges that I got the opportunity to, to spend a day with uh, with Coach Wooden. To see those that we are asked to lead, not as they are, but rather as they are capable of becoming. To help those we are asked to lead, to see the treasure in themselves first, then to help them in the journey to get there. The impact is transformational. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit signing off. Come and listen next week as we hear the words of Bob Young, a remarkable coach who transformed a college program into a national powerhouse. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>